0: Good morning, LCM. Good morning. Today is Sunday, April 19th, 2020. We're going to be in the second of seven installments of our Into the Darkness series. Our first sermon on Wednesday night was Into the Darkness, Suns Sent. Mm. While they
1: may look like simple suns, when we send them into the darkness and they walk in the light of eternity... They become the solution to this world's problems.
2: Amen. Today, our sermon is entitled, Into the Darkness, Success Defined. As we delve into the darkness, the divine light of God's word will tell us
0: where and how to take our stand. Amen. Let's all turn to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. Let us know you're there when you get there. To get it warmed up here, Ephesians chapter six and verse eleven. Say there when you're there. It says this: Put on the full armor of God, so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Mm. See, darkness is full of schemes. That require the saints of God to take their stand. That's true. These schemes
1: represent a struggle that the saints must have a solution for.
2: It's found in the scripture. You should know from the onset of this message that the two major spiritual forces define success separately in the light of eternity. Yeah.
0: See, we are so happy to share with you and get to show you a solution. Somebody say the solution. The solution. solution. In fact, St. Paul sent a letter to his son and scribed
1: a solution. Oh, come on now. Come on, man. Nobody could unpack the darkness like Paul, who had been so separated from it, he could not be seduced by it.
2: Mm. Mm. Y'all caught that, didn't you? Let's, let's, Let's just get at it from the onset. Yeah. If you don't see what we're talking about right away, then you may not be separate enough from it. You may still be saturated, satiated, and strolling in a system of darkness and all of its deception. But don't fear, because the eternal light of God's word, it's going to
0: show us the way today. Come on, let's look further into that eternal light of his word by turning to 2 Timothy chapter 3. Second Timothy chapter 3, and we're going to start in verse 1.
2: We're Come. going to be here for a spell, so find it,
0: land on it, stick to it, put your finger on it. Yeah. It says this, but mark this, oh, mm. might want to pay attention. Yeah, we shall. There will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power. Church, have nothing to do with them. We have summarized these sinful schemes
1: so that we can identify them and strip them from your
2: souls. Look, we want you to set your stare on this screen for a minute. We have a slide for you. We've categorized these things for you so that you can begin to take them apart. Now, if you're having trouble taking that whole list in for a minute, you can see there are two categories there. Lovers of pleasure... And powerless form of godliness. Standing saturated in spiritual darkness. These don't really seem like schemes. They simply seem like natural solutions to problems you face.
0: See, but in the light of eternity. We need supernatural solutions. That sanctify us out of the spiritual darkness. Church, these schemes have
1: sabotaged saints for centuries. Arguments like scripture versus science attitudes like cdc versus dcd these schemes allow saints to schmooze their sinful souls and stand in schizophrenic non-scriptural positions
2: Mm. as saints we scorn the serenading of these sinful sirens And we stand on the scripture that is scathing to the sinful soul, but serenely liberating to the
0: spirit within the saint. Come on now. Are you guys with us this morning? Yes. See, saints, we're going to pray right now. We're going to pray that our eyes might be circumcised so that we can stand in the truth of the scripture rather than the subtle schemes of Satan. Pray with us. Mighty God, we pray right now. Lord, that you would open our eyes to the deception
1: of darkness. Lord, that you would show us the solutions from the light of your word. Or that every man and woman would know what we must do to walk in scriptural success. By the end of this message, we say, circumcise our
2: hearts and our eyes, mighty God. Amen, amen. Do you want to see? Do you want to see spiritually?
1: Yes.
2: Well, that list was kind of long so we summarize them for you again turn your attention to this slide when you're looking at this when you begin to break down the list for lovers of pleasure success for them is defined by getting what you want success is often obtained by sacrificing others along the way to get it success for a lover of pleasure is never actually satisfying Because it's not sustainable. You need another one. As you move to the second category, powerless form of godliness, Mm. success is supposed to be spiritual. In other words, it's exactly the same as a lover of pleasure, except it has a hint of spirituality in it. Mm. Success is obtained in the absence of any real spiritual fruit. In other words, it looks great, but there's no seeds of reproduction in it. Success is never sustained to the end. It's faddish and
0: simply looks good on Instagram every few weeks. Church, we want to center your attention. Come on, saints. Let's center our attention on the left side of the screen for just a second. These lovers of pleasure... Lovers of pleasure always center their lives around sensual spheres.
2: Wow. Yeah, that's true.
1: They value the status symbol of their homes beyond that of the
2: salvation of souls. They are unashamed of their self satisfying, self centered sacrifice of spiritual goals to get what they want.
0: Yeah. See, and the real shame is that their success is never, ever, ever satisfying. Mm. No
1: matter the spouses,
0: the houses,
1: and sports cars, these will never suffice to fill a void that is spiritual. Let's switch to the side of the screen that most pertains
2: to your soul. Uh Uh-oh. You ready? Uh Uh-oh. See, within spiritual spheres, like this one, this room, souls sitting in these seats, saints saturated in spiritual speech, goals can look godly, but were not obtained by the searching of the Scripture
0: or the speaking of the Spirit. That is the right-hand side of the screen. Come on now. When you look at the two sides of the screens, don't separate them. Instead, stare at their similarities. Do they strike you in your soul? Is your situation full of these supposed spiritual solutions? See, not having been obtained through the Scripture or the Spirit, Success is subtly cloaked in seductions yeah. of smooth speech mm. that actually act to suppress the recognition of your own sinful desires.
1: Yeah. They value the status symbol of their perception on Instagram,
2: Facebook, and other social spheres. Now, you've never posted something that looked more spiritual than you are. You've never wanted to be viewed as more godly than you actually are. Look at the right-hand side of the screen. This is when you're unashamed that your sagely self-image is conspicuously absent of sincere and lasting mm. spiritual fruit.
0: Yeah. See, the real shame here is their success is never sustained because it is not centered out of the Scripture and the speaking of the Spirit in the moment. Amen. Do you want to be centered in the Scripture? Yes. Do you want to hear the
2: Spirit speak to you in a moment? The light of God's eternal word is going to fix our situation. Amen. Let's put this into practice and go to Luke chapter
1: 16. We will begin with verse 19. Say there when you're there. There There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day. Uh Uh-oh. At his gate was laid a beggar named Lazarus covered with sores and longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. Even the
2: dogs came and licked his sores. The time came when the beggar died. Es finito. Muerte. Capuch. And the angels carried him to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried in hell. Man, pause on that for a minute. In hell, where he was in torment, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. So he called to him, Father Abraham, Father Abraham, have pity on me. And send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue.
0: Because I am in agony in this fire. But Abraham replied. Son. Remember that in your lifetime you received your good things. While Lazarus received bad things. But now he is comforted here. And you are in agony. And besides all this. Between us and you, a great chasm has been fixed, so that those who want to go from here to you cannot, nor can anyone cross over. Say it with me. Cross over. Cross over. From there
1: to us. You know what, church? At first glance, you may be tempted to sum up the rich man's situation as deceived by darkness as a lover of pleasure.
2: Well, while that is certainly his situation... What you should notice is he sees himself as a son of Abraham. Yeah. See, no doubt his success was supposed
1: as spiritual. No doubt it had escaped his notice that his success
2: was absent of sincere spiritual fruit. Clearly, his success was not sustained into eternity. Yeah. And now the tragedy is it is too late. For him to
0: cross over. Yeah. Come on, saints. The deceptiveness of the darkness is so deep that you can be acting. Listen to me. You can be acting in selfishness and self-preservation and sincerely see yourself as spiritual. Right. However, the light
1: of eternity and God's will will reveal that success is defined as hearing from God and doing
2: what he says yeah, oh come on this is an answer to the test it's yeah. like cliff notes for you yeah. in the light of eternity god's word will reveal that success is defined as hearing from god and doing what he says that is everything this is the only successful spiritual solution To the darkness. Whether the darkness is without
0: or within. Come on, that's a good word. And this has been demonstrated since the beginning. Let's all turn to Hebrews chapter 11 together. Hebrews 11, and we're going to find verse 25 and begin there. Say there when you are there. There. Yeah, you're going to help us out a little bit this morning.
2: There's a little bit of light rain in the background. It's a certain (laughs) temperature in here. Hey, look, why don't you do me a favor Starting with you Rosales brothers Reach out your arms a little bit, right and left Shake the people around you Alright, now let's move through the rows Over here, Abimbola, Jess y'all. Let's get something going in here Shake up the people around you a little bit Now don't hurt them Don't hurt them, just shake them up a little bit Alright, are y'all awake? Yeah. Somebody yell the name of
0: Jesus We're going to be in the book of Hebrews, and it is going to be extraordinary. Amen. Hebrews 11 and verse 25 says this. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God, rather to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a short time. He regarded disgrace. Somebody say disgrace. Disgrace. For the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt. Because he was looking ahead to his reward. Yeah. Moses crossed over
1: into what the darkness would define as failure.
2: You're a disgrace! <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> See, in the light of eternity, Moses would become one of the most successful simple sons
0: ever sent into the darkness. And he overcame it. Yeah. In the light of eternity, how would you define Moses' success? He heard the word of God and did what the Spirit said
2: to do. Moses crossed over from dark, deceptive success into scriptural, satisfying,
0: sustained, eternal success in the light of God's word. See, he wasn't his mother's only son. But his fathers did show him how to redefine disgrace as success in the light of eternity. Moses' success was in his sanctification. Where did he learn that?
1: You know, as a beautifully written song would suggest. Oh, amen, Peyton. It was from his fathers. Oh, Oh, yeah. One such
2: example from his fathers was Joseph. Look, as we're turning to the book of Genesis, got it? Turning to the book of Genesis. You can do two things at once. You can turn... and ask yourself a question yeah. have you crossed over or do you still see disgrace as disappointing mm. because the darkness is still deceptively defining success for you wow. when you've crossed over and you are a disgrace that is not disappointing
0: it is a merit badge amen are you in genesis yes. Yes. genesis 37 And verse 19, it says this, Here comes that dreamer, they said to each other. Come now, let's kill him and throw him into one of these cisterns and say that a ferocious animal devoured him. Hmm. Then we'll see what comes of his dreams. See, church, the darkness designates those who have heard from God and are attempting to do it. They are just dreamers according to the darkness. This is because darkness
2: defines success in your circumstance. In the darkness, to be successful, you must be in your best circumstance now. Best life now. More than that, each successive circumstance must be more successful than the
0: last. See, anyone who would dare to believe that self-denial, self-sacrifice... And the scorning of self preservation is the path to eternal success. Wow, that must merely be a dreamer devoid of wisdom. Wow. Let's pick up in verse 23. So when Joseph
1: came to his brothers, they stripped him of his robe, the richly ornamented robe he was wearing, and they took him and threw him into the cistern. Now the cistern was empty, there was no water in it. Remember, these are the sons of Israel. And while their name and standing would suggest that they have a form of godliness, they lack any power to deny the
2: deceptiveness of darkness. Their solution to a son
0: standing on the scripture is a cistern. Wow. wow. See, however, a spiritual son sent into a cistern That boldly faces dark circumstances, sees success defined as clinging to God's word and defying the darkness. Amen. Saints, when you experience setbacks,
1: what I mean by that is cisterns and dark circumstances, how do you define success? Does it stand up
2: to the light of eternity? It's important that you start to ask yourself these questions because when you see them answered in the Word, it's not that your mind should have changed. It's that you never should have had the previous mindset at all. In Genesis 50, let's start in verse 20. Somebody yell there when you're there? This is Joseph speaking to the other sons of Israel. You intended to harm me but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So then, don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. And He reassured them and spoke kindly to them. The darkness would define self-denial, self-sacrifice, and the scorning of self-preservation as stupid
0: And anything other than success. However, the darkness doesn't define us, it refines us. Oh, come on, say that again. The darkness does not define us, it refines us. See, the scripture extols the sanctity of scorning self-preservation, serving in self-sacrifice, and practicing self-denial in the most salient of ways. See, remember... He who saves his life actually loses it. Yeah. But whoever loses his life for the sake of Christ actually saves it in the end. Amen. Yeah. Church, in the light of eternity,
1: which sons were the successful ones? It Did, wasn't the Credence Clearwater Revival <laughs> fortunate son. No. Did the darkness prevail in defining Joseph as a dreamer? No. Or did the light of eternity serve to shine on Joseph as the
2: successful savior of the world? Yeah. See, when you're looking at these kind of circumstances, it is time to evaluate yeah. how you would respond if you were in those circumstances. Yeah. Saints, we ask you, have you crossed over? Or is the darkness still defining your setbacks, wow. your cisterns, and your circumstances? Come on. We want you to cross over with us into the light of eternity so that that light will shine showing you a sustained way for success and your circumstances will prove successful despite their darkness. Come
0: on, let's all turn to Isaiah chapter 37. Isaiah 37 and we're going to start in verse 14. Come on church, we know that we are talking to the right group of people. We know that God has given us a word for you today. Because as you're listening to this, you're considering... Come on now. Anybody had uh, any, any job changes lately? Anybody had any circumstances that have been difficult? What we are challenging you today is, how are you defining that? Are you defining the difficulties, the cisterns, the setback, the circumstances? Are you seeing those as success as God is using those things to refine you? Are you seeing them as something... Maybe that the darkness would define a success. See, we're trying to get right where we live today, right in our own homes, right in our own hearts. And this is what God is speaking to us this morning, because this is a group that is going to have their success defined by the word of God and by nothing else. Amen. In Isaiah 37, verse 14, it says this, Hezekiah received the letter from the messengers and read it. Then he went up to the temple of the Lord and spread it out before the Lord. I spread it out, Come brother! On now. <laughs> and Hezekiah prayed to the Lord. O oh Lord Almighty, God of Israel, enthroned between the cherubim, you alone are God over the, all the kingdoms of the earth. You have made heaven and earth. Give ear, O oh Lord, and hear. Come on. Anybody ever prayed that? Yeah. Lord, are you listening? Yeah. Are, are you hearing my prayer? Open your eyes, O oh Lord, and see. Come on, anybody ever pray that? Lord, you see what's going on? Yeah. Listen to all the words Sinusherab has sent to insult the living God. Continues in verse 18. It is true, O Lord, that the Assyrian kings
1: have laid waste all these peoples and their lands. They have thrown their gods into the fire and destroyed them. For they were not gods, but only wood and stone fashioned by human hands. Now, O Lord, our God, deliver us from, this ha- from his hand, so that all kingdoms on earth may know that you alone,
2: O Lord, are God. Then Isaiah, son of Amos, sent a message to Hezekiah. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Because you have prayed to me concerning Sennacherib, yeah. king of Assyria. <laughs> this is the word the Lord has spoken
0: against him. Yeah. Wow. Come on, let's be honest, saints circumstances like snekhreb are scary dealing with this fear sculpts spiritual sons into success by circumcising away the temporal the temporary yep. and the temptation to yield to these outward circumstances
1: all oh, church spiritual sculpting is necessary yeah. it's necessary to learn to define success in the light of eternity Rather than the deceptiveness
2: of darkness. Look, when you're facing circumstances like Sinasherab's sinister assault, it can be difficult to see any way in
0: which God can salvage the situation. St. Peter teaches us that the seed of the word of God is both living and enduring. It is an anchor for the soul. It is steadfast and secure. It is the seed that will salvage the situation for saints whose success is defined by it. In your circumstances, do you spread out the seed that is the word of God
1: so that it can solve your situation? Or do you seclude and sequester, aborting the solution to the sinister darkness?
2: Church, it's time to cross over. Can I give you a less articulate, less poetic uh maybe urban dictionary style uh, <laughs> description of this problem. Oh yeah. Yes. When you look out and you see Sinasherab, do you say this sucks? Or do you go, I have the solution. Amen. Yeah. See, this is everything in how you practically walk out your faith. Yes. Darkness is gonna come, but we are the light that enters that darkness to the extent that we carry the word. In fact Let's pick up in Isaiah 37 and verse 31. Somebody yell there when you're there. Once more, a remnant of the house of Judah will take root below and bear fruit above. For out of Jerusalem will come a remnant and out of Mount Zion a band of survivors. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Darkness tends to define success as avoiding searing circumstances. In the light of eternity, spiritual success is defined by the seed that survives its circumstances yeah. and bears fruit
0: that is above ground and sustained. Yeah. Come on, this word that we're bringing to you today is everything. Have you crossed over? Have you crossed over in your thinking? Have you crossed over in your heart? See, have you been sustained by the spiritual seed that is your success? Are you still sequestering, secluding, uh, even spiritually distancing yourself from any circumstance that begins to sear and therefore sculpt you? Wow. Church, we know that
1: the writings, they teach us to walk faithfully in our historic setting. They teach us how to define success in the light of eternity. They are literally full of spiritual sons that defied the darkness definition of success. The writings are a story of men who cross over
2: into success. That is, success in the light of eternity. Would you all like to read something from the writings? Yes. If you all don't all talk to us. I'm just going to leave right now. I had this word yesterday. And I'm still chewing on it today, but we actually brought it for you. Do you want to turn to the writings? <laughs> we're going to be in Second Chronicles chapter 24. We'll be in verse 13. Wow. There. 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 The men in charge of the work were diligent, yeah. and the repairs progressed under them. They rebuilt the temple of God according to its original design. That's OG That's right OG. there. And reinforced it. That's a kind of structural steroids. <laughs> when they had finished, they brought the rest of the money to the king and Jehoiada. And with it were made articles for the Lord's temple. Articles for service. Oh, come on. Somebody say articles, articles Articles. for service For Service. service and for the burnt offerings and also dishes and other objects of gold and silver. As long as Jehoiada lived, burnt offerings were presented
0: continually in the temple of the Lord. Look at verse 15. Now Jehoiada was old and full of years and he died at the age of 130. He was buried with the king's in the city of David because of the good he had done in Israel for God and his temple. Mm -hmm. See, the darkness defines success so differently. Secular historians do not extol the virtues of Jehoiada at all. There are no
1: great anthologies enumerating the exploits of Jehoiada.
2: Jehoiada lived and died while the darkness denied him social plaudits, popularity, and praise. However... In the light of eternity, Jehoiada is the definition of sustained
0: spiritual
2: success.
0: See, Jehoiada was concerned only with the original design as contained in God's Word. Jehoiada was concerned
1: only with reinforcing the original design as empowered by
2: the Spirit. Jehoiada was concerned only with the articles for service. That would be viewed as successful in the light of eternity.
1: Let's look at this further in chapter 24 of 2nd Chronicles in verse 20. Then the Spirit of God came upon Zechariah, son of Jehoiada, the priest. He stood before the people and said, this is what God says. Why do you disobey the Lord's commands? You will not prosper. Because you have forsaken the Lord, he has forsaken you. But they plotted against him. And by order of the king, they
2: stoned him to death in the courtyard of the Lord's temple. In the darkness, the seditious sages, satraps, and secular senators of the day immediately succumbed after the death of Jehoiada by abandoning the sanctity of the sanctuary and murdering the sacred son. Mm.
0: See, the spiritual seed of God's word survives and it will not be sullied stifled or stopped. Mm. Jehoiada sired a son full of the seed that is the word of God and full of the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah,
1: he did. Uh, Zechariah could not be defined by the darkness, but he defied it. He stood satisfied. Somebody say satisfied.
0: Satisfied.
1: He stood satisfied in God's will and spoke
2: by the spirit calling out their sin. See, success in the darkness is seditious and sinful. It stones spiritual sons that are the solution solely because it hates the light of eternity
0: shining from them. Hmm. Remember, the sons that define success in the darkness. See, these men were not mere seekers of pleasure. Listen to me. They saw themselves as spiritual. They would have been on the right
2: side of the screen earlier. Hmm. There's a solution to this, church.
1: It's time to cross over. What I mean is the darkness demands denigration of the very thing the Word of God says is success. While the light of eternity shines on sons whose success is
2: defined by the Word of God. Success is not defined by the outcome
0: of our circumstances or the number of our spiritual sorties. Success is defined by shalom. By standing in perfect alignment and satisfaction with God's will. Somebody say satisfaction. 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 It can't both
2: suck and be your satisfaction to (laughs) endure it.
1: Church success in the light of eternity is slugging it out through the slew of despondency. Sticking it out on the schoolyard of sympathy and sacrificing on the sandlot of
2: security. We're going to turn to Luke 11. Y'all begin turning. We can do more than one thing at once. (laughs) This is L.C.M. That's a good word, brother. As we turn to Luke 11, remember that men in darkness murder. They don't mean to make monuments to those who shine the light of eternity. But every spiritual son who stands on the Word of God recognizes the greatness of those who cross over from the success that is defined by darkness To success that comes from the convictions of those who stood on the canon of Scripture. Have you crossed over?
0: Church, do you admire and stand with those whose conviction comes from the canon? Do you see even your death and darkness
2: as victory and success in the light of eternity? Well, Pastor, you have to ask that question again. I, I I'm sure that our alliteration has caused this to gloss right over them. I need them to hear that.
1: Do you see even your death in darkness as victory and success in the light of eternity?
2: Two. Exactly two people could answer that out loud. Come on. Think on that for a minute, because it is the goal of our faith.
1: Let's
2: go to Luke 11. We'll pick up in verse
1: 47. Come on, shout there when you're there. Woe to you, because you build tombs for the prophets. And it was your forefathers who killed them. So you testify that you approve of what your forefathers did. who was killed between the altar and the sanctuary. Yes, I tell you, this generation will be held
2: responsible for it all. Abel was killed by a son who was also making sacrifices. First murder in the Bible. The last murder in the Tanakh is Zechariah, killed also by those who claim to be spiritual sons. The sons standing in that generation saw themselves as spiritual. Their success, though, was only circumstantial. They were deceived by the darkness into believing that their success was a religious monument that in the light of eternity served as a reminder they are the ones that sacrificed the only truly spiritual son.
0: Come on, let's delve into this a little bit more. Zechariah's generation saw it as their spiritual service When they did it then. And the Sadducees generation saw it as their spiritual service and did it again in Jesus' day. And a future generation of those who have a form of godliness but deny its power will repeat the same mistake and yet still define it as success. They'll define it as more than success. They'll define it as their spiritual service and do it again. Saints, that makes us want to ask a question.
1: Have you crossed over? What I mean is, do you define success as standing on the word of God? Or do you sacrifice in your speech those sons who do in order to avoid dark circumstances?
2: We couldn't help when we were looking at the slides of of Paul's words to Timothy that some of the harshest, most brutal, nasty things that are ever said are said by Christians that simply don't have the courage of conviction that you do. And they're said about you. Yeah. It's because they're defining success in the darkness. And hate the light of eternity. Wow. That's why somebody can love us on one Sunday and we're a cult the next Sunday. Mm. Saints, for centuries, the darkness has tried to define success. This dilemma, danger, and difficulty only serves to refine us. And make sure that our success is centered on taking A spiritual stand in the light of God's eternal word. Think about the men we admire the most. The spiritual centurions that we speak of the most. Aren't they saints like Saul, Paulus of Tarsus? What would Saul be without the scathing, scorching, scalding, searing, but ultimately sculpting circumstances that refined him? This spiritual son was a conqueror of the darkness and a completer of the canon that serves as our victory in the light of eternity.
0: Come on, church, are you with us today? Let's all turn to 2 Corinthians 6 and see what Paul, St. Paul, gives us To help us further understand this, second Corinthians chapter six, as pastor gets ready to read this, is it
2: safe to say that you have no problem seeing this as somebody else's problem, but you're struggling a little bit to see how it applies to you. You've all seen somebody be mean. You've seen somebody who looks like a, a spiritual giant on Facebook or Instagram, Instagram, not actually walk in the truth. You've all seen that, but you're sitting here as mighty LCM going, how, how does this really apply to me? will tune in very closely to what we're going to describe as Christian commendations. And as you put yourself into these sentences, I think you'll see exactly how it's you. Because we are very much preaching to you. And it is applying to us as well. Yeah. We're going to have to learn to define success as the Bible does. Come,
0: Come on, 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 4. It says, Rather, as servants of God... We commend ourselves in every way, in great endurance, in troubles, hardships, distresses, beatings, imprisonment, and riots, in hard work, sleepless nights, and in hunger. In purity, understanding,
1: patience, and kindness, in the Holy Spirit, and in sincere love, in truthful speech, and in the power of God. With weapons of
2: righteousness in the right hand and in the left. Through glory and dishonor, bad report and good report, genuine yet regarded as impostors, Known, yet regarded as unknown. Dying, and yet we live on. Beaten, and yet not killed. Sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. Poor, yet making many rich. (laughs) Having nothing, yet possessing everything.
0: Come on now.
2: Now when you hear this, you can just hear a religious list. So we put them on a slide for
0: you so that you can focus in on them. Come on, let's look at the list The part of the list that is on your left. Everybody there with me? Talking about the difficulties of darkness. Not just endurance, but great endurance. Come on now, what is it like when you start having to just show just a little bit of endurance in what God has said? Are you defining it and saying, this is too hard? This can't be. Are you demonstrating great endurance because you are defining your success according to the light of God's Word? What about your troubles? Are you saying with smooth spiritual speech one thing, but down in your heart you're looking at every time you encounter a trouble and you're marking it not as success, but you've defined it the same way that darkness has. (laughs) Does trouble feel like success to you?
2: No. No. Then darkness is still defining what you think success is. It goes on
0: with hardships, distresses, Come on, what does it feel like to be in distress? Yeah, yeah. Everything in your, in, your, in your being is aching. It's, it, you can't think about anything else. Distresses. These are the marks of success for the real body of Christ. These are the marks of success as defined in light of eternity through the seed of God's Word. Yeah. Beatings. Come on now. We can't even take a little cold without feeling like God has been abusing us. <laughs> Beatings imprisonments, riots. We haven't even touched these things. Hard work, sleepless nights, hunger. Those are not the things that we as believers run away from. We are running toward them. we We are going toward them because we understand this is where success is defined. This is how we become successful in the kingdom of God. Don't mistake us. We're not talking about macho bravado. What we're saying
2: is when you're walking in the light of eternity, even though you go through the darkness that causes you to have to have great endurance, that is what a successful life looks like in the kingdom. When you have hardship, you're supposed to. That hardship is a sign that you are succeeding. When you look at this left-hand list, if it is something that you want to push away from you, if it's something that you would find disgraceful or discouraging to you, you are not defining success as the Bible does. And the proof is the man who made this list, you admire the most because he completed it. But you're worried that you can't and you don't want to have to. Success is when you are encountering these things because of the gospel. They sculpt something in you. Some spiritual sculpting.
1: Saints, what we're trying to do this morning is turn our hearts toward the success, success defined in the word of God. We don't want to just promenade to it. We want to run to it. We want to pursue it with everything in our fiber and soul. This center list is the next thing that we should expect when we're seeing the success defined by the Word of God. This refining of character that is Christ at work within us. That we have purity as a result of walking in that success defined by the Word of God. There's an increased understanding, a grasping of God's Word and an understanding of how to be led by His Spirit. We're being refined to have patience, that hupomone, that character that will not quit, but will endure until the end and see the work that is finished. To have kindness, to have covenant loyalty, to have hesed, to have this devotion, to see God's character displayed through us in this process of being refined. Oh man, to have the Holy Spirit at work within us. Lord, purify my heart that your spirit may move through me unhindered. Refine my character so that it may match yours and enable your power to flow through me. That I may have sincere love. oh Not a Facebook, not an Instagram or social display of love. But it may be sincerely from the throne room of God because I've been refined into the character of Christ. That my speech may be filled with truth. That there is no deception found upon my lips. But I have been refined through these circumstances. It has been a joy to be refined because the character of Christ is now displayed in every word that proceeds from my mouth. And that can bring about the power of God being displayed within us that I rejoice at the opportunity to be refined because I can expect the power of God to then begin to flow through my life and impact everyone else that I come in contact with. And then be able to walk like a boss with weapons of righteousness in the right hand and the left with confidence I can go out and conquer as a son
2: that has been refined with the character of Christ within me. Having to show great endurance is not your enemy. It's actually a pathway to success. The darkness looks at Paul on Malta and says, oh, he escaped the sea, but he got bit by a snake. He must be a murderer that God is punishing and bringing justice to until he shakes the snake off in the fire and he endures greatly. See, the left hand side produces something in you. It sculpts something in you without distresses. You know what you never get to? Purity. Purity. Having to deal with difficulty in the darkness actually does something. It sculpts the character of Christ into you. Do you want to be pure? Yes. Do you want to show understanding? Yes. Do you want to have great patience? Yes. Do you want to show God's kindness? Yes. Do you want to walk in the spirit of holiness? Yes. All of those things are developed as sons of God go into the darkness, but walk in the light of eternity. And the sad thing is, the first thing the devil tells you and the darkness defines for you is, if I'm in distress and I'm in hardships, I must not be doing something right. You need to redefine success. Amen. Because when you get these first two columns right, something begins to happen. Are you ready for it? Yes. When you're standing in dishonor, you see it as glory. Amen. When you're standing in bad report, you see it as a good report. Amen. When you're regarded as an imposter, you know that God considers you genuine. When you are considered to be unknown and worthless, you know that you are known by God. When others look at you and say, that guy's dying, you say, yet I live on. When others want to beat you, you rejoice because they couldn't stomp out the spiritual seed and you're not dead yet. When others look and go, "He, he should be sorrowful in those situations, you go, look at me. I am rejoicing and will do it again. Others look and say, look what he doesn't have. Because they've defined success as getting what they want. Well, friends, we're both getting what we want. You're getting something that's temporal, and I am poor, yet making many rich. You can have nothing and possess everything. Tell me that Paul did not see the darkness definition as a lie. And redefine it in the light of eternity for you. To help you get into this, if these are Christian commendations, do y'all see the title? Somebody yell, Christian, Christian Christian. commendations, commendations,
0: commendations
2: Commendations are not given out for bad service. A commendation is a reward for doing something right. How many of you in the military in here? Come on Any Marines in the room? Give me a Marine call. Yeah, you do not get commendations in the Marine Corps unless you have done something meritorious. Yeah? Yeah? These are Christian commendations. How many of these circumstances are you seeking out to define you as successful? What on that board have you been, Lord, I would count it all joy if you would consider me worthy of that kind of commendation? See, if darkness is defining success for you, you avoid everything on that board. Or you want to get to the far right hand column without having gone through the other two. It will never happen. This will make you look at difficulties differently. It will make you start to see success where God does. Praise God, I got a pay cut. Praise God, wife is pregnant. Praise God, car just broke down. I got an opportunity to show the overcoming power of the Lord. I am succeeding in the kingdom today. That's a good word. See,
0: that is what Christian success looks like. That's right. Saints, as we get this to a razor's edge, let's just ask it plainly to you. Is there an area where you have defined success as getting what you want? Do you tend to justify what you want with really, really spiritual speech? Mm. I think
2: the Lord told me, you know.
0: I feel like the Lord is leading me.
2: I heard it in a song. Saw it in a cloud. I got it in a Facebook prophecy. (laughs) It was in my inbox today. (laughs) Words from Satan for you. (laughs) Church, what we also want to ask you,
1: are you willing to sacrifice spiritual truths to
2: obtain what you think is success. I know I should go to church, but the thing is, I need to make some more money. Mm. I, I know that I should be giving to missions, but you, you know what? I really want that car. I know that I should go to bed a little bit earlier because people are depending on me in the morning for ministry. But the thing is, is I just really want one more show. Are you sacrificing spiritual goals and calling something success? I know we were supposed to meet and go over our Abigail traits. I know I'm supposed to pour into my wife, but the thing is, is I really feel like we had a successful night at the movies. Mm. Have you considered
1: things being a success that have not produced sustained
2: spiritual fruit? When you... Have felt successful. Did it last? Or simply fade into the next task? You may be defining success in the darkness instead of the light of God's eternal word if it doesn't last. Remember,
0: when you've crossed over into the light of God's word, suffering disgrace can be the biggest marker of your success.
1: Amen. Remember, when you crossed over into the light of God's word, setbacks, cisterns, and dark circumstances can be the biggest waypoint on your journey to success. Remember,
2: when you've crossed over into the light of God's word, you will not seclude and sequester. You will rather recall and recount the seed that is God's word. And the secret Amen. to your success.
0: Amen. Come on, saints. Remember, when you've crossed over into the light of God's word, the convictions of others that are standing on the canon will call you higher and never leave you feeling condemned. Amen. Remember, when you've crossed over into the
1: light of God's word, you will see even your death and darkness as victory and success in the light of eternity.
2: We have one more scripture to go to, but I want you to know that's the third time that Matthew has said that phrase. And the last time we paused and sat on it for a second, two people verbalized agreement with it. I want you to know that that's because you do not yet see success the way that God defines it. You're still polluted by American idolatry that defines success as the perfect set of cabinets in your kitchen the perfectly organized garage, the set-up American dream. The Bible would never describe those things as success. What is success is when you've greatly endured. You've experienced troubles, hardship, distresses, beatings, imprisonments, riots, and it's produced in you purity, understanding, patience, and kindness. So that in every situation where you're dishonored, you see God's glory. In every situation where you hear a bad report, you see a good report from God. In every situation where you were considered to be the outcast and the imposter, you know that you are known by God. Friends, there weren't two categories in Timothy. It was not lovers of pleasure and those who have a form of godliness without power. In actuality, it's a single category. It's just that the right hand side of that list disguises it in spiritual speech. How can we not apply that to ourselves if we are not anxious to see death, even in the midst of darkness, as a victory personally?
0: Let's go to Revelation, the first chapter. While you're turning there, I want to emphasize something as, as we get ready for Eric to lead us in Revelation chapter 1. Come on, let's be honest now. We know you. We're your pastors. See, you can't both say that you walk around feeling condemned about what's going on in your life and say that this message does not directly apply to you. See, if you're relating this to only external, only material things, then you're missing what we're saying to you today. We are defining, we are helping you to redefine success According exactly to the Word of God. Not your comforts. Well, no, but this is more difficult. Yes, it's more difficult. That's the way that it's supposed to be. We can't go for our comforts. You can't measure it by your condemnation. You have to measure it by the concreteness of the Word of God. And what we're doing is we're digging into this. Revelation chapter 1. I, John, your brother and companion
2: in the suffering and kingdom, and patient endurance that are ours in Jesus. They are ours in Jesus. Was on the island of Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. This may be the most successful spiritual son ever sired in the kingdom. He owned his circumstances As a badge of spiritual success. The source of his suffering was the scripture and the speaking
0: of words taught him by the spirit. Come on, let's understand the context here. All of John's friends were dead. He had been exiled. He was in prison. He had been boiled in oil at least once. He was able to see the sad state of the seven churches. And yet he successfully gave us the greatest revelation contained in the entirety of Scripture.
1: Church, I want to ask you. How
0: would those defined
1: by darkness view him? I'm only hearing a few responses and a little bit of mumbling. How would those defined by darkness view him?
2: How would those defined by the light of God's eternal word view him? I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: Church, close your eyes for just a second. Imagine. That the next 10 years of your life. Looked exactly like John. Would you see that as a success?
2: The tension that you're feeling right now. God doesn't have one vision of success for some special super saints. And another vision of success for you. You're feeling a tension between the way that you have always defined success in the only way that God does. Church, it's time to cross over at this altar.
1: As I begin to pray, make your way down. Mighty God, we ask, circumcise our eyes. Circumcise our hearts that we can see correctly how success is defined in the light of your word in the light of walking by your spirit. We say illuminate this to our hearts that we may get it deep within us and that we would walk just as the men of God in history have. Lord, laying down our own ambitions, laying down our own definitions of success and only possessing that which is found in you. Lord, we repent. We repent and turn. Turn towards your definition of success. Change us, mighty God. Sculpt us. Let your glory be displayed through us.